0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The Biden administration put out basically an alert, saying it's a call to action for both public and private companies, public sector and private companies, to increase your defenses because they're seeing what they describe as preparatory activity for Russians. Not necessarily that an attack is imminent, but signs are suggesting one might be. So the president warning American businesses uh, that uh, big-time cyber attack from Russia could be headed our way. And the uh, uh, intel on this sort of stuff has been pretty good since the whole war started on, um, on saying what
0: Putin might be doing. Well, I got a question, though. What are these preparatory activities? Are the hackers like they fired up their computer? They, they booted it up? They got a fresh cup of coffee? I think what they sit
1: this? down at their chair at their keyboard, <laughs> and they do that thing with their fingers where they go like
0: this. Yeah, i to... Hack the U.S. Huh? <laughs> Let's get and we picked that up on SpiceGas satellites. <laughs>
1: Let's get to hacking. And we got something else on this. I don't even remember what the- Oh, this is Jonathan Swan of Axios talking about uh, the cyber attacks. Putin does a major cyber attack. You
0: can easily see that the people studying this could easily see it get into Poland, other NATO countries. Right. And then what happens with Article 5? NATO isn't prepared for that conversation. They haven't really, they've been avoiding that conversation. And so that's another dimension of this. We, we could be having, you know, these these Article 5 conversations in a different way
1: right. very shortly. Yeah, very shortly. And I remember one NATO representative said at the beginning of this thing that they may consider a cyber attack as a... Uh, Something that would trigger Article 5. So if there were a cyber attack in Ukraine that spills across the border and, for instance, shuts down the electricity of a Polish hospital and somebody dies, that would be an attack on a NATO country.
0: Yeah, this conversation has been dragging on for quite some time. I remember it coming up in the 2016 campaign. Somebody was asking Hillary her opinion on that. So it's it's a good thing to
1: ask. It's, It's something the world has not decided. For some reason, you can do... A billion dollars worth of damage with a hack, but we don't consider it the same as if you blew up a building that might have been worth
0: $100,000. Right, right, yeah. Well, it's, it, you're absolutely right. It's a great question to ask. It's an even better question to answer. And my point is that, that, that the discussion's been going on and on and on, and nobody's really come up with an answer. And then I guess you've got to wait wait until the rubber meets the road to actually answer it. But I have a feeling NATO's about to, although I am still a tad mystified as to why the big cyber attack uh, hasn't come, whether Ukraine I, or in the U.S. Okay. I know that because Jonathan,
1: wow, handy. because Jonathan Swan told me on MSNBC today. So he went on to talk about he has Pentagon sources. Um, the reason the big cyber attack has not happened in Ukraine, because unlike bombs, like um, we know Russia has bombs and what kind of bombs they have. And they've used them in Ukraine. They could use them on us. But a cyber weapon tends to be a one-off sort of thing. It's a particular kind of code. And... He's holding that back to use against the United States or other NATO countries. He doesn't want to release that in Ukraine, and we get a chance to grab it and study it and, and come up with the workaround for. He's right. holding it back to attack us, which is, one, makes
0: sense, and two, troubling. Well, right. He's got bombs for Ukraine. Now yeah. that Jonathan Swan thought it out for me, yeah, it's an excellent analysis.
1: Yeah, so that, that is what's going on there. They, they are as capable, perhaps, as we ever thought. They're just saving it up for the United States. You know, he has miscalculated time and time again through this whole thing. Actually, every single moment in this thing is a continuing miscalculation because there ain't no way this gets any better for Vladimir Putin. Not a freaking chance. He's insane if he thinks it does or delusional. But Here's the only. What, oh, go ahead. D- 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 is he delusional enough to what? what how does he think a, a big cyber attack on the United States? What is that going to do? Oh, I guess you got us now. We'll
0: back off. Never mind. I suspect he's prepping that sort of thing. The 400-pounder has come off the bed and sat down at the computer, I <laughs> quote the former president. Um, in case 400 pounds is big. That is uh, that is really big. Oh, oh, yeah. I had a good buddy who was like uh, 345, and the idea that somebody would outweigh him by another 55 pounds, is just, that's a big man. You see
1: 300-pounders every day in the modern world. You go to Walmart, sure. you'll
0: see a 300-pound person. But 400, no, nah, that's an extraordinary situation. Absolutely. I think we can agree on that. Anyway, uh, where was I? Ah, yes. He's holding that in reserve in case NATO jumps ugly and he really gets in uh, something like an existential um, fight or, or a serious war. You're right. My, my thought, tell me if this makes sense, if this holds vodka. Putin wants to solidify control of uh, Mariupol which is just a horrific humanitarian scene, heartbreaking, it's just indescribable, um, to have that complete land bridge from Russia to Crimea. Once he solidifies that land control, all of a sudden he starts to get serious about uh, peace talks and stopping his march, and he sends signals. To the West, hey, no need for y'all to up the ante and jump ugly. I'm re- ready to talk peace, and he's hoping some of the one of the reasons the the bombardment has become so heavy and horrific is that he's hoping to accomplish that in the next few days, and then the whole NATO Article Five discussion need not be had. Mm. No yeah. tactical nukes, whatever the next step toward horror might be.
1: I'm looking up at ABC News, White House says Russia is exploring cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. you attack critical critical infrastructure in the United States if i'm Putin, i don't want anything that is going to push more public opinion toward u s involvement and uh I think that would do it even if, if even if it's another three four percent i mean you keep you keep coming up with things you bomb the school, you bomb the hospital you you starve these people out. How about yesterday, one of those Russian-speaking towns? This is one of the towns where everybody speaks Russian. That, in theory, this has not turned out to be the case, but in theory, Putin was going to, you know, these people want us here. They want the Russians to take back over. He, Did you see a machine gunning those protesters yesterday, that video that was making the rounds? Ugh. So these people had been, it was one of the towns, one of the first towns to fall in Ukraine to the Russians, and they'd been protesting for... This whole time for three weeks now and uh, yesterday for whatever reason, I don't know if it was a coordinated or a plan or if one guy just lost his temper, but they just started firing at all these people. and Everybody's running and scrambling and all the cell phone videos get all crazy all of a sudden. But, oh, my gosh, you know, those sorts of videos are going to push little by little more world opinion toward I don't care what this brings. We've got to stop this madman.
0: Wow. And the next step short of all-out war is, I don't know, get Tim Cook. and who Does Phil Knight still run Nike? Uh, Whoever. All the big, giant American companies. Elon Musk, who's in bed with China way more than I'm comfortable with. But get them all together and and call Chairman Xi, do a little Zoom conference, and have them all say, we're pulling out immediately if you don't cut Russia off now. The decoupling will begin at 1,000 miles per hour if you don't cut Russia off right now.
1: Ukraine security forces announced yesterday that there was another special operation group on the ground to assassinate Zelensky. That they uh, became aware of and were keeping their eyes out for. I'll bet we've, you know, I'll bet they get that stuff from straight from us. I'll bet we got the best, uh, you know, best of our intel capabilities, keeping an eye on that sort of thing. Well, to
0: quote one of our all-time favorite clips: "Oh yeah, well I'm going to up the ante." A group of Russian elites are allegedly conspiring to overthrow Putin and restore economic ties to the West, according to Ukrainian intelligence. How could that not be happening? It's impossible that these conversations aren't being
1: had by somebody. Generals, oligarchs who've lost their yachts and mistresses. They took my mistress. You got to at least keep me the yacht. Or you take my yacht? I still got the mistress. Get me through the day. But both There's of them. There's plenty of chicks. But I, that's a hell of a nice yacht. God, that yacht the other day they got seized was 670 million dollars. You can't even
0: wrap your head around that. What the oh, hell does it man. do? Had an indoor you, pool. It better have an indoor pool. It better have several indoor pools. You got a 650 million dollar yacht, and they say to you, "You want the leather seats?" You think, "Wow, that'd be really nice." It's so another 20 mil. Want ah, the, what the heck. You want the Wi-Fi? This doesn't have Wi-Fi. It's 650
1: million. No no, no, Wi-Fi. It's a coax cable. You got to park near a dock where you can <laughs> run a cable to it and you screw it in the side and then you got TV. Or you can get the Wi-Fi. It's another 5 mil. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's got to be going on that they're having those conversations. Don't you think? There's got to be at least two oligarchs that have sat somewhere in a booth at a fancy restaurant and said, what do you think? Time's up, isn't it?
0: Duh. Uh, of course, yeah. So more details on that. We have the brave Ukrainian Air Force, why I've changed my mind on the MiGs, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, hope you can stay with us. If you ever have to tune out, maybe you gotta go to work or something. So inconvenient this working for a living. Just grab the podcast later at Armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. We'll be back in seconds. Armstrong. Rolled up in a Rolls Royce, the Let's Go Brandon Edition for a Waffle House plate. With a Waffle House plate. So, for our viewers who might want the Rolls Royce Let's Go Brandon Edition, like where can you get one?
1: You go on this thing called Google. And you type in car
0: badges, let's go, Brandon. And there's companies that come up, but it looks official. You know, I would never drive a foreign car be driven. I used to like, say to myself, like, I'm so proud you know, for how hard I work and what
1: I charge people for shows is what I think is fair because I can hold my head high because I feel I've never made an unhonest dollar off of working man's yeah. back. And so I did Rolls Royce. But I'm like, <laughs> I had this Waffle House license plate hold it forever. And I'm like, I need a car to put that thing on. <laughs> I need to get that Rolls Royce.
0: And then the Let's Go Brandon badge, came out. I'm like, oh, there is a heaven.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, that's Kid Rock on with Tucker Carlson last night. <laughs> is there anybody who understands their brand better than Kid Rock? He's uh, right up there. Yeah. He definitely does get what he is. Uh, the Waffle House license plate holder, that's awesome. Oh, beautiful. My kids are really Rolls. into those. My kids love the Let's Go Brandon. My son got a sticker on his uh, on his scooter. They just love the whole thing. (laughs) Wow. Wow! It's so ridiculous. Um, Just came across this uh, headline. Stormy Daniels owes former President Donald Trump $300,000 after a federal appeals court rejected the porn star's effort to overturn a lower court's ruling. So anyway, after all the back and forth and this and that, she owes Trump $300,000. So as Byron York tweeted out, how things change, Daniel owes Trump money, Daniels owes Trump money, and Mac- Michael Avenatti is in prison. Not exactly where uh, people saw that story going What does she owe money
0: for? Is it legal fees or something? Or?
1: It was, uh, I don't remember. And I, you know what? I, uh, if, no, if it took me bother. 30 seconds to find <laughs> out, I don't no, want to spend don't. it, and it doesn't matter anyway. Whatever. Whatever.
0: As long as Avenatti's in jail, I'm happy.
1: So, uh, you have reporting that uh, people are wanting to get after Putin, or is that there 's there more group on that? of
0: Russian elites yeah allegedly conspiring to overthrow Putin and restore economic ties with the West? This is according to Ukrainian intelligence who definitely have a uh, a horse in that race, but uh, Poisoning, sudden illness, accident? Hmm. Russia's elite is considering removing Putin. Declared a Facebook post from the chief Directorate of intelligence for the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine. An accident? Uh Yeah, uh, Vladimir Putin had car wreck. Uh, surprise, tragedy. <laughs> so sorry. Fell Wait out a minute, th- he's driving himself. Uh, nobody knows. Fell out window. Yes, got too close. Ministry claimed that a group of quote influential people had been forming in russia who wanted to quote remove putin from power as soon as possible and restore economic ties with the west which were destroyed by the war in ukraine the intel alleges the group has already been eyeing alexander bortnikov the russian director of the uh, federal security service member of putin's inner circle as a successor to the president he's gotta put a bullet in his mouth
1: a gun in his mouth, a bullet in his head. He's, right. he's got to off himself. There's no way out, Putin. He's got to realize that. Or some general has got to sit him down and say, look, look, boss, I know you're going to want to push me out a window over this. I know you're going to want to give me some polonium, but there's no win here. Best case scenario is a years-long slog where we lose like 1,000 guys a month and and gain nothing. And the mm-hmm. economic sanctions aren't going away as long as you're here. It's over, dude. I can understand why you wouldn't want to say that to Putin because you'd end up dead. Um, Alexei Navalny just got sentenced to nine years in a maximum security prison for whatever crimes he committed by speaking out against Putin. So, uh, you know, that's the direction it goes if you're against Putin. But there, there is zero chance of a good outcome for Putin at this point. When does he realize it? When does he get the cognitive moment of clarity?
0: I think as a reptile, uh, he will not he will not react the way you're thinking he should. He will continue to explore options for saving his hide and or taking his vengeance until he is dead.
1: That reminds me of a great story I heard over the weekend. I was going to have Hanson dig it up, but I'll just pass it along this way. So the former ambassador to Russia, that guy that's on, uh, on uh, all the TV shows all the time, uh he, you know, used to meet with Putin back in the Obama days and all that sort of stuff all the time. He's, you know, he's met the guy. And he was talking about meeting with Putin one time, and they're sitting there talking about something like, and he was talking about how Putin's always a, a smart ass, like always like sarcastic and a smart ass, and that's his thing whenever you're meeting with him. And um it's hard to pick up on because you're getting it through the translation and everything like that. But they're having a conversation, and at one point Putin says something like, You know what your problem is? You look at us, and then he goes like draws a, like, with his finger around his face. And, and it was saying, because we look like you, we're white, and, you know, we look like you. You think we think like you, but we don't. Mm. Yeah. And and that is something I, I haven't been able to wrap my head around. I don't think most people have been able to wrap their head around is, you know, their view of the world is just different than ours.
0: Yeah, I know. I was just reading about this uh, a couple of days ago. There is a large element of, call it paranoia, call it fear, both in Chinese leadership and culture and Russian, uh, partly because of their histories, but it's been ratcheted up because it's, uh, it's used so constantly, I'm about to sneeze. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the Omicron variant. Oh,
1: it's, it's the I'm B1 the or
0: the BA3 or whatever it's the hell the it is. It's variant. Oh.
1: <laughs> You're a time variant. Loki's coming for you.
0: Got one of the variants. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry. Now everybody's got it. So, uh, where was I? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a certain amount of paranoia based on history, but also because that is the great justification of every totalitarian uh, regime throughout history. So they systematically ratchet up the threat from the evil West, how it's coming for you and your babies and your stuff and our great country and the motherland. And, and, and so it's, it's infected the culture to an extent that's impossible for Americans to realize. We're like, uh, look, let's be friends. Why don't we do some trade here? What are you acting like such an a-hole for? There's no need for it. NATO's not expansionist. We just don't want to get attacked. But y- y- you come at it from some com- such completely different mindsets, you can't connect. I think Putin may have been you know, talking about that to some extent.
1: I got a, just a couple of texts about meditation in general and people that have had great success with it. Maybe I'll hit that at some point. Got a great story here about a A woman who filmed her boyfriend's mom sneaking into her bedroom while she slept. Oh, my God.
0: That's disturbing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say. And uh, some more news of the day. Also, if you miss an hour of the show, grab it on the podcast form at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.
0: It's also no secret that the Russians are in somewhat uh, trouble. Uh, in their offensive on the capital city, you know they seem to be bogged down with some flooding going on in the areas where they 're at, and the Ukrainians are really taking them under fire and they 're doing that obviously with the weapons that they have, but also with weapons that they capture from the Russians themselves and then aim at the Russians they make them fit again, they shoot rockets at the Russians. We saw a multiple rocket launcher uh, yesterday it was driving around the streets of Kiev where you could see the Z that the Russians paint on their vehicle, simply painted over with green paint, and that rocket launcher then being used. Against the Russians, I love
1: that. Mm-hmm. So they grab Russian equipment, turn it around, and fire it back at the Russians. That's awesome. The the level of command and control that the Ukrainian military seems to have, I'll be interested in reading about that years from now when there's reporting on because there ain't no journalists today. there and there's nobody embedded with them. This is all just you know watching from afar. But they seem to like have. Well, command and control. The ability to, like, make decisions and, and
0: move here and there. Yeah, the only explanation I've heard, and this is a incomplete at best, is that there's uh, so much of their strategy is harassment and hit and run that they can accomplish it with small and medium units. That's cool, And so they don't need to coordinate that much, which is probably good, although I don't know what their communication systems look like.
1: What's the number one TV show in America? It is the NFL, by a lot. Some major moves. And who's going to be broadcasting what games in recent weeks if you haven't heard
0: these? So stay tuned. Oh, also, just real quickly, and uh, this is preliminary information, it appears as though Phil Mickelson removed his own name from the Masters, according to the Masters committee. So, okay,
1: that's know. maybe a distinction without a difference, uh, if you get enough pressure. so
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, Phil is not playing in the Masters, three-time champion. Shocking, horrifying. Because anyway, he said mean things about Saudi Arabia, and you can't do that. And about the tour? I don't know. And he's apologized. There's a lot of money involved. A lot of money. So, uh, complete change of topic. Back to the Ukraine situation. Really great account uh, I came across in... Who has published this? Uh, New York Times. Okay. Um, It's a description of how Ukraine's Air Force, which is seriously outgunned by the Russians, is fighting back and holding its own and accomplishing some, some good stuff. Uh, it starts with this uh, profile of uh, Andre, the pilot, the fighter pilot. Dude is 25 years old, okay? Imagine that. Each night, Ukrainian pilots like Andre loiter in an undisclosed aircraft hangar, waiting and waiting until the tension is broken with a shouted one-word command, air. He hustles to his Su-27 supersonic jet, hastily taxis toward the runway, getting airborne as quickly as possible. He takes off so fast he doesn't even know his mission for the night. Although the big picture is always the same to bring the f- fight to the Russian Air Force that's vastly superior in numbers, but has so far failed to win control of the skies above Ukraine. I don't even do any checks, said Andre. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I just take off. Nearly a month into the fighting, one of the biggest surprises in the war is Russia's failure to defeat the Ukrainian Air Force. Military analysts had expected Russian forces to quickly destroy or paralyze Ukraine's air defenses and military aircraft, yet neither have happened. Instead, Top Gun-style aerial dogfights, rare in modern warfare, are now raging above the country. Every time when I fly, it's for a real fight, said 25-year-old Andre, who's flown 10 missions so far.
1: You'd have to be 25 to do that.
0: In every fight with Russian jets, there's no equality. They always have five times more than we do in the air, but they go up and they engage them and they shoot at them and swoop around and, and harass them. Meanwhile, this, the would Russians be a, are like,
1: this would be a great example, I got to believe, though, of the whole, you know, uh, will to fight thing coming in. Those Russian pilots just want to live. They don't want they don't care, about. they're not trying to accomplish anything. I got to believe they just I just want to get through the day. Whereas the Ukrainian pilot is thinking, I'm going to save my family from dying, you SOBs. That's a completely right. and, different mindset.
0: And one of the other advantages they have is uh, if they can force the Russians down a little lower altitude, uh, the the country's bristling with anti-aircraft missiles. Yes. Shoulder fired and otherwise. Uh, it's impossible to verify, but Ukrainian officials say they've shot down 97 fixed-wing Russian aircraft. Holy that's, cow. That's as differentiated from uh, helicopters. A uh, number can't be verified, but they're a, there's a hell of a lot of wreckage on the ground, they say. And they're operating in, in total secrecy. They're hidden away in this uh, airstrip, that airstrip, or just like a, a building that's next to a highway, and they can take off from the highway. It's incredibly s- scrappy, and they're, they're terribly outnumbered. Russia's uh, believed to fly some 200 sorties per day. Ukraine flies five to ten. Mm-hmm. But again, the, uh, the the ground is bristling with anti-aircraft missiles to harass and shoot down the planes. Uh, spokesman for the Ukrainian Air Force said, Ukraine has been effective in the sky because we operate on our own land. The enemy flying into our airspace is flying into the zone of our air defense systems. He described the strategy as luring Russian planes into air defense traps. Oh, oh, which brings me to uh, Zelensky has repeatedly appealed to Western governments to replenish the Ukrainian Air Force and give us those damn MiG-29 fighters. I remember at the time there were a number of people making the argument that, well, no, because they'd have to retrain the pilots. They got to get parts. They got to get mechanics and all. Hey, uh, it it doesn't seem like this is a three day fight anymore. This is a three month fight or a three year fight or whatever. Get them to damn planes.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: Oh oh I'm sorry and so the uh, the Ukrainian Air Force spokesman dude um uh said uh, that that uh, oh they quote Zelensky uh we need them to uh, the the planes are on earth not in Ukraine in the Ukrainian sky we need them and the spokesman said it's critical without resupply they'll run out of airplanes before they run out of pilots we need airplanes because they're they're working the planes so hard, they're running them so hard, and maintenance is iffy when they can do it, that the planes are breaking down.
1: Well, that's the exact opposite of what I heard uh, some experts say on cable news. So, Look, you always have plenty of planes. The problem is the pilots, and they don't have enough. Okay. Well, that was probably true at the time. Well, then, then give them the damn planes like you just said.
0: Yeah, yeah, the horizon has changed, the the time schedule has changed, the situation has changed. And, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago, look, if you get them the planes and it turns out they can't use them or the war is over or whatever, you'll say, oh, well, well, we we tried anyway. It was a good idea. Um, But if you don't give them the planes and the war does stretch on and and they end up needing them desperately, that's that's a completely different situation. The risk is in not furnishing them the planes. And, yes, I understand the whole World War III nuclear arms. You don't want to provoke Russia, blah, blah, blah. But Ukraine, Ukraine is not going to uh, attack uh, Moscow, okay? It's just not going to happen.
1: So the most popular TV show in America is Sunday Night Football, NFL, and the NFL in general is the number one show. It's like 10 of the top 10 every year now that the Oscars and Grammys and shows like that don't matter anymore. It's all NFL. Uh, probably the reason so much money has been thrown around in recent weeks to, uh, in some cases, elderly broadcasters. So Joe Buck, who was with Troy Aikman at Fox for many, many years, he's now going to ESPN to join Troy Aikman, who has already gotten hired over there. Now Joe Buck is going over there to team back up with him, and they're going to do Monday Night Football. ESPN will be on Monday Night Football, and Joe Buck signed a five-year, $75 million deal. Ah! Woof! Uh, that's, that's a lot of money. Oy and in response now al michael's is leaving where he was abc i guess and going to amazon prime video for they say for what they say is similar money to do what to do thursday night football on amazon prime on video on amazon prime video to try to make that more of a thing that You know, everybody, I think I have that. I have everything. I have everything. My subscription monthly fee bill has got to be enormous. I'd I'd have to look at it to know. I don't want to look. It would would
0: horrify me. Got Brazilian streaming services that speak all Portuguese. (laughs) Don't know how he got them, but he pays $3 a month. Right,
1: Lithuanian cooking shows. I don't know. Um, But so big money being thrown around because it brings so many people to your network where you can promote all your other stuff that's what it is it's just a giant advertisement for all your other stuff plus like well, for amazon and, and prime you light. gotta sign up
0: for it, it exactly it's exactly you become an amazon prime member and you start getting your uh toilet bowl cleaner and your granola bars and whatever else don't get those mixed up <laughs> certainly not keep
1: those straight oh yeah i mentioned earlier that uh, i've started my transcendental meditation i'm not going to be one of those people that starts a new diet or new fad and Tells you about it all the time. But I just thought it was interesting that um, I feel like it's doing something. And I have tried all kinds of different meditation throughout my life. And all of it was just miserably painful and a failure. And I never stuck with it. This I find easy and I feel like I'm getting something out of it. It it was expensive, which is a red flag. Um, They tell you to keep various stuff secret, which is kind of a red flag to me. Uh, But if it works, it works. And that is odd. If it works, it works. Yeah. And uh, utilize, don't analyze. Yes, Michael? Do you have to wear a special outfit for this? I mean, like,
0: do there's special clothing or something like that. I have like- to
1: drink a bunch of booze, and then I wake up, and I don't have my pants on. So that's all I know about it. Hey, no, wait a minute. <laughs> um, no, I don't have to spe- wear a special outfit. There's, no, there's nothing special to it at all, other than the instruction, which is really good. And... um You know, I mentioned a couple of times Jerry Seinfeld did an hour-long video on this recently, and he was on Good Morning America talking about it, and he's been doing it for 40 years and whatever. Um, I know people, I have friends that do it, and they uh, have benefited greatly from it. We got uh, a number of texts from people who say, I also meditate. I don't know if they're doing what they call TM, Transcendental Meditation or Regular Meditation, but a number of people texted saying it was life-changing for them, which, you know, if things are going good for you, you don't want life-changing. But if you're struggling, you want life-changing. I want life changing. And I'm hoping this will work. Ah, uh, we got this one. Simple Jack, don't do it, Jack. Don't do it. Soon you'll no longer be satisfied with a simple mug of gravy or a whole pie, but you'll be awakened to the greater world around you. You'll see with clarity just how profoundly we are endowed without a creator's love, blah, blah, blah. So, thinking it'll ruin my simple pleasures by getting connected to the deeper truths. Now. Wow.
0: I don't know. So you're going to come in every morning and just start philosophizing into the microphone? I don't know.
1: Well, you know, I don't think that's what it does to you, right? It just calms your mind down, I think. I wouldn't know. If you got a gazillion thoughts going all day long that uh, you can't get rid of, I think that's the point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that sounds kind of appealing, but uh, again, if 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 we lose out on old simple Jack, I mean, that's uh, everybody loses, right? <laughs> New enlightened Jack. I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe we could give it a try. I don't know if you get enlightened out of this. I don't know. Maybe you do. What the, if you don't, it seems like uh,
1: I just I want mean, a more organized mind. Hmm. Less gazillion thoughts going all the time. Can't focus.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> well,
1: well, getting divorced has made it a thousand times worse than it was. Oh. You know, my my mind has always been kind of all over the place, but
0: yeah, but you you remember your baseline. Yes, you know. yeah. this is okay. not my baseline. Okay, fair. No, enough. No,
1: this yeah. is uh, this is miserable. Yeah. So I'm I'm you know so I'll let you know if I, if I if I think it works. I'm not trying to sell it. I don't get any money off it. I'm you know I'm not saying you should pay money for it. Go figure it out for free. Seems like it ought to be free.
0: You know it's funny because your description of your mind and a million thoughts and stuff like that. I just uh, I went on a, a little golf trip with some fellas and and played some golf and I was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And um, <laughs> and, and part of the reason and I he been hadn't playing- bad
1: mouthed the Saudis had you you bad mouthed the Saudis they're not gonna let you play golf.
0: I bad mouth them on a daily basis. Hmm. Anyway, uh, and and part of the reason is I'm convinced of this that between. When you like move, start moving the club back in the backswing to the point of impact with the ball, I've had paragraphs of thoughts. Wow. Like four or five different thoughts about the golf swing and where my hands are and stuff like that. And I wonder what that bird is. And just. (laughs) You know, just just whirling thoughts in my head. Nah, please.
1: I like these pants. I should get another pair in a different color. You know, all yeah. those kind of thoughts. That they are a little tight
0: is. in the crotch though. Whap! Oh, I hit the ball <laughs> sideways. What happened? Where'd it go? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I got to do this story
1: about a woman who suspected this, and she got video of her boyfriend's mom sneaking into her room at night. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that stuff and others.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: And this is fun today. After a two-year hiatus, Dairy Queen's Free Cone Day returned. <gasps> And after their two-year hiatus, the McDonald's ice cream machine is still on hiatus. I'm sorry. Spent a lot about that lately. The what is actually going on with the McDonald's ice cream machine never working.
0: Right to repair movement. Get on board, huh?
1: Uh, Do I want to get off on this COVID thing? Eh, nah. Maybe later.
0: Sure. There'll still be COVID in an hour.
1: Practically everybody dying is unvaccinated. It's just a fact. Got some extreme pushback on that when I mentioned that an hour or so ago. I just looked up there's plenty go ahead. I was told do more research. How about you do some more research? There's plenty of research available. The people dying from COVID are almost entirely unvaccinated. It has been that way for quite a while. Um uh, Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe portrait, you've probably seen versions of it. Uh-huh. I guess this is the original one. Uh, they think it's going to break the record for any artwork ever at $200 million when it goes up from, for sale at Christie's in New York later this spring.
0: Any 20th century artwork, I think. Uh, that's not what it says here, but that might be true. Really? Huh. Interesting. I think $200 million. That's a lot. I don't well,
1: remember. I would here. agree with that.
0: I don't remember ever hearing a number bigger than that for any. Oh, it. sure. Your Renoir's, your Matisse's, please. <laughs> please. You can't get the frame for $200 mil.
1: But that could be. I don't know.
0: I don't have any idea. Um, uh, I, got, uh, I got a Vinnie Van Gogh in my living room. It's nice. It's nice. It's little known. It's a picture of a pig eating at a trough. It's one of his lesser known works. I paid 170 mil for it. Very realistic looking pig, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got
1: some interesting Ukraine stuff for you coming up. That is uh, some of it's inspiring. Well, this whole story has been this way all along. Some of it's inspiring. Some of it's horrifying. Some of it's confusing. Some of it's angering. All those emotions exist in war all the time. I filmed my boyfriend's mom sneaking into my bedroom while I slept. Creepy. These TikTok videos that were making the rounds recently, I don't have the TikTok app because it's the Russians or the Chinese spying on you. And you're not supposed to put it on your phone according to our own government. But everybody in the world does. And everybody's enjoying TikTok but me. And it's probably not doing me any good to not have it on my phone. Anyway, I filmed my boyfriend's mom sneaking into my bedroom. What are you doing at that house? Are you living in sin? God does not like that. I encourage you to either get married or find your own place. Tangent. A woman was left stunned after catching her boyfriend's mom sneaking into her bedroom as she slept before whispering chilling things. She was waking up with the sense that she like I like a ghost had come into the, her room and, and you know and said some crazy things while she was sleeping wow. and it was like um, uh, disturbing enough or weird enough or whatever that she thought she would set up um, 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 uh, video because you know you can do that sort of thing now so cheaply and she did and she ended up getting videos of her boyfriend's mom sneaking into her room at night while she was asleep asleep and whispering things in her ear.
0: Vey, Which is very, very strange. Very creepoid. What, what was she whispering? Do we know?
1: It turns out it's my boyfriend's mom. Yes, we do. It turns out my boyfriend's mom coming in my room and saying those things while I slept while hovering over me. Um, this went viral, got a lot of attention, so she had to reply. Um, she, would, she would come in and say hateful things like, you're so ugly and I hate you. And curse words that I don't want to say, and I don't want to say the other part either because of blah, blah, blah. My TikTok videos would get taken down if I said all the things that she said. This happened three days in a row, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a ghost in the house when she was hearing these things. until she put up the video and realized it was, uh, she calls her her mother-in-law, so I don't know what her, her the relationship is. Hmm. Um, That's weird behavior. But it reminds me of this children's book that we used to read to the kids that was so, and I guess it's old and popular. Maybe you read this one to your kids. And it was about a mom who would say, I love you forever, forever and always. I'll always be with you, blah, blah, blah. And it was supposed to be this touching story of how, you know, I'm always your mom and I'll always be there for you. But it Mm -hmm. started with her rocking the baby and doing that. And then the kid's like, you know, a third grader and I will love you forever, forever and always. and Mm -hmm. And then the kid's like a high schooler. And then at the end... She goes across town and climbs up a ladder and goes into the bedroom of her grown son's house who has, like, a wife and kids and, you know, gets next to the bed and says, I love you forever and ever and always and always will be your mother. And it was supposed to be, like comforting and reassuring that you'll yeah. always be your mom and always be with you but we always thought how creepy is that and the idea of like you know one of us coming across town and climbing in your window at night
0: <laughs> hey mom i'm not gonna press charges or anything but what you're doing is weird all right it's illegal <laughs> well, it's illegal, yeah, it's, illegal. Stop. <laughs> it's
1: strange i'm a little worried about you I, I i love you i know you love me but you've got to quit climbing in my bedroom my wife is really hating this H- how about you text me or something <laughs> all right Love you, too, but you're weirding me out, Mom. (laughs) Uh, If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab it uh, through the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty.